everyone, welcome to Photography Chat episode 16. Sorry for being a little late today. Um, just kind of in transit. So we're just going to get Michaela on the line here and then we'll uh, get going. Hope everyone is doing great tonight. Hey Amy, hey Lindsay, hey Saul. What's up, a little mementos? How's everyone doing tonight? There she is. Okay. Let's get Michaela in here. The traveling is not bad. Uh, Ontario is a fucking huge province. Oh my god, hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah, I was just someone asked how the traveling was going, and I was just saying Ontario is a fucking massive province. Um, we're on a two. Um, we were hoping to get to um, Sault Ste. Marie last night, but we didn't do that. Or no, not to Thunder Bay last night, but we only got as far as Wawa. And then mm. today we were hoping to get to um, fuck, Kenora. But, oh, uh, Kenora, fun. <laughs> yeah, which we're only like another hour away from Kenora, but then we both totally forgot that there's a time zone change inside of Ontario because Ontario is so fucking massive. And I was just like, oh shit, I'm totally going to fuck up the photography chat. Tonight because of I mean, it's still so, happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So instead we stopped in Dryden um, and then just pushed this out an hour. So, um, wow. you know, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry for, uh, um, broadcasting from the Holiday Inn Express in beautiful Dryden. Um, hotel, yeah, hotel, Holiday Inn. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you being on, Michaela. Um, yes. Yeah, if you want to take a minute and just sort of introduce yourself to everyone. Oh my god, what do I even say? Um, hello, I'm Michaela. Um, I am a photographer based in Calgary, Alberta. Um, yeah, I work with film and digital formats. And I have a studio space that I'm currently in right now. And give a little tour when we're done the introduction. And um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about myself. I'm so bad at describing what I do and who I am. But yeah. <laughs> It's all right. I mean, you're a published photographer, which is exciting. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. Really um, yeah, you've been in, like, CBC and other things, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, when you CBC are. used my picture, I was like, holy shit, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have been published in multiple publications, so that's nice, yeah. 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 So, thank so, you for introducing um, us. Thank you joining. Yes. Yeah, so I guess a uh, quick tour of your studio would be exciting. That's so cool you've got mm -hmm. a studio space now. Yeah, so I got a studio space recently. Um, can I even flip the camera? No, I can't. Okay, so we're going to go this way. Yeah, so You should be able to flip the camera. I'm just, like so technically bad. So like this goopy thing. What's up, Julianne? Oh my gosh, hey. Okay, I'm just going to do it this way because I don't... Uh, tech. Anyways, I'm a photographer, but I'm bad at tech. So... Um, this is like the hangout part of the studio space. Uh, it's really nice. Um, use these chairs. 
they're nice. <laughs> I'm so bad at describing the space. Anyways, uh, this is what people see when they enter, which is like this cute little sign. I wish it was forward, but alas. We have our nice COVID things that we use and Tylenol, just in case anyone needs it. Um, and then we have this nice little beauty mirror with these lights. Hello. Uh, and then we have this big space that we use. Um, for shoots and it's great because we get all the photo paper up there and we have tons of backgrounds over here like there's a whole corner of backgrounds so super fun um actually these are my lights right here that i use in like every shoot and they're continuous i'll just turn them on quick oh okay so yeah i use like these lights in every shoot i have yet to use the strobes um they kind of scare me so We'll get there one day. <laughs> but yeah, it's this cute little studio, lots of space. If you're ever in Calgary and you want a shoot, please hit me up because I have studio space and I want to use it. But yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> and we have records. Pardon? Strobes aren't that scary. I know. I just, I can't figure out the transmitter properly. I don't know. It's just, it's me being bad at tech. That's fair. <sighs> Live, laugh, love. No. Yeah. <laughs> no i love saying live laugh love it's like my favorite thing to say even though it's like a uh, quintessential suburban housewife i still love it that's fair I'm like off kilter but yeah so cool that's the that's the studio i don't know if anyone wants to see anything else but that's it well i appreciate you sharing the studio space that's very yeah. exciting sorry uh, i couldn't like flip my camera i don't, I don't know what happened there <laughs> Can I open the hotel room? <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a different background from like every other episode. I have this like beautiful holiday inn painting. Wow. Like birch trees. So Ooh. gorgeous. And uh, you got a big old dog with us oh. this time. Why do you have a dog with you? Onus. Live, laugh, love, baby. Um, Otis? His, his name's Onus. Oh, I thought it was Otis. And I was like, oh, I love that. But Onus is also good. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty funny. He's a big goofball. Um, it's my friend Kat's dog. And we're driving across the country because she's moving to Vancouver. Ooh. I think I, Kat and I follow each other on Instagram. Right. Hello, Kat. I mean, we're not. We're just um, on a road trip to Nora. That's it. Just on a road trip, yeah, having just... a good time on a road trip. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, what's the topic of discussion? I mean, it's like uh, the floor is yours to talk about whatever yeah. you like, or if people have questions in the crowd. Uh, so it's all about like, you know, what's up out there. Amy mm -hmm. says, love you, Onus. That's very nice. Thank you, Amy. What's up, Jen? Yeah, uh, hey, Jen. Yeah, Jen, I don't... Uh, a Texas pal. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I don't know Jen, but I'll still say hi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are there any projects you're working on that uh, you'd like to talk about? or? Um, I There's this one that I really want to do uh, that's based on the movie Midsommar. Um, oh, shit. I basically... <laughs> I, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies, um, just because of the visuals and the aspect of horror that isn't always there oh my god my boyfriend sebastian's here anyways um, <laughs> hey, Seb. 
Um, so I really want to do a shoot based on Midsummer. Just uh, basically, I want to build the flower dress um, all by myself with real flowers, uh, which is a big thing to take on because I have to make sure all the flowers will like stay and that they won't wilt and stuff like that. Uh, I also need grant funding for this because I can't spend like hundreds of dollars on flowers just on my own. So that's a project that I am constantly thinking about that I really want to do soon. Um, We'll see. Uh, I have some stuff. um... Oh my God. (laughs) I wish I was (laughs) stuffing an axe into a bear. Maybe I should do that. Honestly, that would be sick as hell. (laughs) Just get a bear costume and put someone in it. Um, I definitely like toyed with the bear idea, but like, I don't, it feels so masculine to me that I just don't like it as much. I don't know. That, that might be cliche, but um, yeah. So like there's the midsummer. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, ooh, um, too masculine. It's a bear. But um, I, I'm excited for that. I have a few other projects coming up that um, I don't really know how to describe them. There's one that's related to like codependency and I want two models to be naked <laughs> and like, literally like pressed up against each other and like I want to wrap a thread around them and do a long exposure of that and also like segmented pictures that show how codependency just like starts as a little thread but builds to be something that holds and binds people together so those are Hmm. like two projects I have in my mind right now that I'm like okay I want to do these so it's just getting the right models getting the right tools and materials and also just like COVID (laughs) as well is very uh present in my work in terms of who i can work with so thanks yeah. COVID. yeah covid's great right i'm like oh. i'm hating it amazing mm-hmm. love it so much yeah it's great covid <laughs> um that sounds like an exciting project yeah, it's um the one, the codependency one is really, that's one that's really close and personal to me. So I just, it's hard because I need to find the right models that are also okay with that subject matter and doing all that. So that's, that's a project I'm really excited for, but I just, I don't know what models to use. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I have a few other things going, but I don't want to talk about them just yet because they're like secret. <laughs> oh. Mhm. Mhm. That's exciting. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know like if anyone has any questions for me, please ask them cuz I'm bad at just talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you know, this is a a big you know, you know we, we want the photography chats to be like an open forum for people to ask questions about things and uh you know, definitely feel free to jump in in the, the chat there. Julianne's already been very I know, I know. Thank She's you, a... Julianne. <laughs> if you're looking for, like, rad Christmas presents, you know, definitely check out, uh, you know, Foot to Face on Instagram. There's a link to her store there. She makes really dope T-shirts. She's got some new stuff coming out. Um, Kat's asking, what is your favorite camera to use? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. So for digital, I just have a Canon T6i with a 50 millimeter lens. And then I think it's like, I always mix it up. It's like 18 to 35 or something. I don't know. Um, But I like that camera. When it comes to film, I constantly use my Canon T70 uh, that has automatic shutter speed. So it's kind of like a fail safe. 
Um, I also have a Pentax K1000 that I'm a big fan of. So I guess it's like a, three of them are my favorites, right? So I can't choose. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that answers that question. He is a dope camera. Um, yeah. Eric asks, when did you start getting into photography and what got you into it? Oh my God. So um, I've been doing photography. Also, hello, Eric. Thank you for joining. Eric's one of my friends from Calgary. Um, also, uh, yeah, so yeah. photography. I got like a Canon power shot when I was really young. But even before that, I had like a Polaroid IZOD, which is like, or I don't, IZOD something. It was like this little. Yeah, 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 the iZone. The, the iZone's interesting I because they stopped making it because that shit had to be, like, handmade in Mexico. And what? Yeah, the price point for it was so crazy because it had to be handmade. Because it was so tiny, they couldn't get machines to do it. So they made yeah. all that in Mexico by hand, and they stopped making it because it was too fucking expensive. That makes sense. I get that. Anyway, so that was, like, my first, like, real <laughs> camera, I guess, when I was a child. And then I got the Canon PowerShot, and I would take it with me everywhere. So... I mean, like, photography's always been in my life, and um, I recently really got involved when I started taking journalism at Mount Royal University. I had to take photojournalism, um, which I hated, but it got me into photography. So that's kind of, like, long story short. And Johnny the Bandit yeah, asked, is there any color combos that catch your eye? Example, blue and yellow in a frame catches his eye. I love eye. blue and yellow. It's such a, it, that's such that's a good color combination. Um, I mean, I hate to be cliche in the sense where it's like red and blue, but I find red and blue is perfect because it works on everyone. Like there's, there's never been a client that I've had in where I've put red and blue on their face and like, mm, no. So I find that tends to catch my eye a lot. Uh, also, I'm like so dehydrated right now. Um, I really like lime green, like a clear, or a clear kind of ocean blue. And then like a so, royal purple all those together those that's like my favorite color combo nice oh yeah oh my gosh there's so many questions hello oh, everyone <laughs> Trixie says that uh, they love your photography and also what do you recommend for new photographers oh my gosh oh, this is I knew this question was coming and I was like fuck who who would I recommend um there's so many people um that I would recommend one person whose work I love so much there. No, no, uh, what, what do you recommend for new photographers? Oh. My brain. Um, what I would recommend. Oh my God. This, uh, um, literally, if you're, if your budget is big, get a camera that gets interchangeable lenses. If you're just like looking to shoot some stuff on the side, uh, maybe just like a little, a little guy. I don't know. I, that's such an, I'm very bad at gear and very um, bad at tech. Well, I mean, so take for, for new photographers, I guess really um, just get a camera that's in your budget and just go shoot. Like so yeah. many people will tell you like, this is the best camera, that camera, like the best camera is the one that you could afford. Um, Very bad. And if you like to, if you're just getting started to just get an idea of like what's going on, maybe just buy like an entry level DSLR or even like a digital point and shoot just so that you could kind of get a feel for what your eye is. Mm -hmm. And then, once you start getting more comfortable with that, um, you can explore film if that's what you want to do. Um, it's just film starts getting more exponentially expensive. Mm -hmm. I can definitely, you know, talk about. Um, and, you know, myself also, like, you know, film with <laughs> in a roll, like you're going to be spending anywhere from like 
five to twenty dollars for a roll of film and then like ten to fifteen dollars for processing and scanning and all of that so like you know, mm-hmm. you're looking at anywhere from like fifteen to thirty dollars per roll of film that you're getting done so um, and when you're getting started out of that 24 or 36 exposures <laughs> of film if you're just getting started with it you may hate like you know 90 percent of the role and so you just spent like you know 15 to 30 dollars um and you know you'll get like upset sort of like pissed off possibly so digital is a good place to start if you're just getting going to just sort of get a feel for like what your eye is and like what you kind of like shooting and getting more comfortable um I kind of like the Nikon systems personally because Nikon has a lot more options for glass because you can go further back with uh, with Nikon glass on the cameras. Um, Michaela's a (laughs) I hate Nikon from there. Um, But if you're looking at point and shoots, um, the Canon point and shoots are hands down the best point and shoots out there. Um, Nothing really beats them unless you've got money to buy like a Ricoh, GR, whatever those things are kind of insane um but yeah you know it's the best camera is the one that you can afford yeah no it's very that and even like point and shoots like I find point and shoots like you can find them at thrift stores just if you're looking for a point and shoot film camera at a thrift store make sure it takes double a batteries do not get ones that take other batteries because the batteries are so expensive and like you might not even like the camera so now you have like this $30 $30 battery you don't need. And, and like, honestly, if you've never played with film before, the Lamography simple use um, reusable camera is a good place to start. I think mm-hmm. they're about 40 bucks or something. And it's as simple as they get. Like, it's just, it's got a flash. It, you, you know, it's, it's um, a really wide lens. You want to shoot it in daytime, but it's a good feeling to sort of get an idea of like what film is like. And because it's reusable, uh, reusable, you can reload it with different films and you can experiment with it a bit. So, you know, that's a good option, too, if you don't want to mess around with like, you know, playing with something from a thrift store or Valley Village or something like that. Uh, The Lomography Simple Use Camera is a it's actually kind of become a favorite camera of mine, um, even though it's like such a cheap, shitty plastic. (laughs) It is. They're great. Like um, a bunch of my recent posts have all been from the the Lomography Simple Use camera. Okay, interesting. Cute. Also, like hi all my friends. Which was hilarious because I think the Cinestill film itself is worth more than the camera is. Oh, I I want to try Cinestill film so bad. If anyone wants to get me Cinestill film, do it. I am begging you. Anyways, I I want to try it so bad. It looks so good. You should try it. I mean, I'm just like, I don't want to pay for the shipping from downtown camera. <laughs> I love well, them, but I don't want to. If we can catch up in Calgary, I have this roll and it's still 50 that you can have. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Also, I, I have so many friends joining. Hello, everyone. Thanks. Um, and then also Julianne asked, what <laughs> yes. did you hate about photojournalism slash what did it teach you? So photojournalism was nice. Um, It was a really good introduction to like getting used to taking pictures of other people, which is something I hadn't done before. Um, And also just like being at events and taking pictures at events. Um, Because before I got into journalism, I worked in marketing and events. So I knew how events worked from the inside, but I had never been on the outside and like taking pictures like that. So it was interesting to see how 
I could transition from like taking pictures of like just random stuff. Also, hello um, to actual people doing things at events. Um, and that taught me that continuous shooting is a godsend when you're taking pictures of people because I'd go to an event and I take like one picture like Beakerhead, for example, it's a science festival in Calgary. I'd go there and I take like pictures of people mingling around and you know, like that's all good and well, but sometimes there are moments that you capture with continuous shooting that you wouldn't capture if you were just taking one picture. And, um, you know, it's so weird. Cause like I, yeah, I didn't like photojournalism and my teacher Paul Coates was just like, you have a really good really eye. eye. You need to stick with it and not give up, which I was very close to doing. Cause I was like, why am I doing this? I hate it. Um, um, but yeah, Paul Colt told me to keep going with it. So I was like, okay, I'll keep going with it. So I did that. Um, and then I met a drag queen named Grease Jones. Oh my God, hey. <laughs> I met a drag queen named Grease Jones and a drag queen named Banta Black. They're both uh, drag queens from Calgary. Um, I, oh my God, <laughs> a candid. I, uh, I interviewed Grease Jones for a journalism project and I ended up ha going and taking pictures at one of the drag shows that they did and it completely changed my life. I had always really loved drag and like it was such a cathartic thing for me was going to a drag show and taking pictures of these performers and that's when I really like realized that I wanted to do photography. I wanted people who were performing to have pictures of themselves that they could look back on and be like wow like that's what I did this night. Like, I don't know, Carla Marx fisted garlic bread. And then, like, I took pictures of it. And I'm like, this Wait. is great. Now Carla Wait. Marx could always remember this. Like, yes. It, so it, she took like a big, like French garlic bread and okay. like literally fisted it huh. and just kept, yeah. <laughs> so like, there are Big moments like that, <laughs> like this and then that. Uh, okay <laughs> it, it was a moment I'll never forget that because it's it's that like crazy um and yeah so I did that and then I got into concerts as well um I've taken pictures of Snoop Dogg which is great <laughs> I'm like I always love to tell people about that I'm like Snoop Dogg um uh, I also took pictures of Alexis on fire recently which was really cool um yeah, like, I loved photojournalism in a sense where it, like, introduced me to new things, but I didn't love taking pictures at boring events. So I just kind of, like, moved on to more fun events, and then I realized I kind of want to do this. Uh, and then I merged into event photography, which is, like, in my mind, very different from photojournalism. And now I've, like, yeah. transitioned to portraits because I have no choice. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because live music... God, oh yeah it's bit. defunct now i mean i'm just gonna go get more water because i'm parched also thank you avi say my action shots are amazing it's all just getting the settings right and um continuous shooting <laughs> truly continuous shooting has saved my life in so many ways so many ways <laughs> oh, yeah also for the person that asked like you know things for beginning photographers being able to shoot in manual isn't a requirement to be a photographer no. Like, there's Not some people out there like, oh, like, you know, if you don't know how to shoot manual, you're a poser. It's like, whatever, fuck that. Technology is great. And if you could take advantage of technology to take beautiful pictures, take advantage of it. I'm a lazy fucker. I use all of the auto <laughs> I can when I can. Oh, me too. Like, I, 
the the way I would do concerts is I'd be at the Saddle Dome. I'd be like at the very front, super overwhelming. And I'd take a picture in auto. I'd look at my settings on auto. And then I'd put those base settings into the manual function. And then I'd build from there. So yeah. like, I never typically start right in the manual function. So, yeah. That's a great way to do it. Like what I usually do when I'm shooting film is um, I'll have my digital camera with me. And I'll fire a couple mm -hmm. shots on the digital camera just to get an idea of like what the scene looks like. And I'll what I'll do is I'll match my um, whatever ISO I'm shooting on film. I'll match my digital to be the same ISO as that. And it helps me get an idea mm -hmm. of like how the strobes are behaving at that ISO and what the scene looks like before I start shooting it on film. So then I don't end up wasting a roll of film. So first started yeah. shooting film. Digital it... is just as important as everything else. It is. Also, thank you, JC. Icon. She's an artist in Calgary. Please go check out her work. She's amazingly talented. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, film. Oh my God. When I first started shooting film, the pictures were horrible. They were so bad. I like, yeah. I literally, I almost stopped. And actually like Merlin was the one who was like, just keep going. So thank you, Merlin. You've saved me. <laughs> Welcome. Your photos are great. And you know, it's oh always God, fun you. to do with you whenever you come to Toronto. I know. I'm so sad. My grandma is moving back to Calgary. For those who don't know, I go to Toronto like once a year to visit my grandma. But she's moving back to Calgary now. So I don't know when I'm going to be in Toronto next. And it's like devastating. But I know I'll be back one day. So I'm glad we got knows? to go to Peppers the last time you were there. Those, those smash burgers were wicked awesome. Wait, what? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. I haven't Am stopped I thinking or? about that place. No, I know what you said. No, you're good now. It was one minute, and oh. then I heard the Smashburgers, and I was like, I know. <laughs> it's like, I know what he's talking about. Oh, my God. There's this, y'all, there's this amazing place in Toronto called Hanmoto. And when I tell you my life changed because of this thing called a dino wing that Merlin introduced me to, <laughs> like, I, I tell everyone about that wing. Anyways, amazing, phenomenal. Yes, okay. The the dino wing for people that aren't in Toronto, if you ever do get a chance to go yes. to Toronto, the world stops ending or whatever, you have to go to this place called yes. Hanmoto. And um, the dino wing is they take a chicken wing and then they like, it takes them three days to make it because they have to like freeze it and do all this shit. But they basically stuff a chicken wing with pork dumpling stuffing and then like put it all back together and then deep fry that shit and cover it in this like tasty savory sauce. And every person I've taken there it's almost like a come to Jesus moment when you like bite that thing. It's just, it, you, it's fucking crazy. And then the hand moto group has mm -hmm. all these other crazy restaurants. And one of them is called peppers and they do these like fucking amazing smash burgers that are just like, Oh my God. So good. They're I'm so glad good. Those places the last time you were here. Yes. Yeah. I was, that was so much fun. I got so many good pictures out of it too, but London drugs fucked up my E6 film. Never. What? Everyone. Never take your E6 film to London Drugs because they will cross-process it and then they'll tell you that it was expired and that it wasn't stored right. Well, I mean... Girl, I had a word with the manager never, today. You should never take E6 to, um, to London Drugs ever. You know, you got to send it off to a proper lab. I know. I, I was just in a pinch. <laughs> just, like, watered my pictures. They got one out of three rolls, right? So, like... It worked, but um, yeah, don't take your E6 film, the London drugs. 
up, Jeff? Um, yes. Johnny asks, just curious, did you get to meet Orville Peck? So here's a funny story Sorry about, like, about that whole that. thing. So when Stampede was happening, Orville Peck came in um, and... Like, when, when you're shooting at Stampede, uh, if you're a photographer that's working with a publication, which is what I was, you don't get to meet anyone before or after, but um, he was, like, I forget if Trixie Mattel is a drag queen, and Trixie Mattel was in town either the night before or the night after. Now, Orville Peck and Trixie Mattel are good friends. I hate how I know all this, um, but uh, since I run in the drag community, like, one of my friends was hanging out with Trixie Mattel and he told me he was like oh by the way that's Orville Peck and this was at Trixie Mattel's show so like I stood behind Orville Peck in a drink line but I never officially met him but I know what he looks like which is crazy because not a lot of people know what he looks like so that's like that's my coolest Orville Peck story I didn't get to meet him but a little bit stalkerish though dude it's not, though. My friend told me, so it's not like I was like, oh, my God, where are his eyes? You know, like, I'm just I knew. <laughs> but, yeah, it was super says, Go, Michaela. It's rad to see what you're up to and following along. I went to high school um, with Cassidy. Hi. Muscovite says, hi, queen. Oh, my gosh, that's Eugene. We just, the po pictures I've just posted um, on my account are actually of Eugene. I love her. She's amazing. One of my favorite models in Calgary hands down like actually my favorite person as well so yeah and last Moonchild uh says they live in toronto and they want to connect with more film creatives if you want uh give me a follow i'd be happy to like introduce you some people and then also follow northern film collective um it's a canadian um film collective community thing but a lot of people are from toronto there so it'd be a good place for you to take a look at to uh you know try and connect with people there um That'd be some things I'd recommend for trying to meet more people in the Toronto area. There, there's a good film community in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, 100%. There is. It was, it was an awesome story. I must admit, like, that's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I'm just like, I know what Orville Peck looks like and you don't. So, I don't know. He looks like every other man, but, like, something special about knowing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're in like a rare, rare group there. I'm in the circle. You're in the circle. <laughs> I am in it. <laughs> What's been the most mind blowing thing that's happened to you so far in your photography adventures? Um, oh my god, there's so many things. Like, <sighs> um, hmm, the first thing that comes to mind when you think about it is like, like something that honestly, you never would have expected happening to you taking pictures of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> that was a huge <laughs> moment for me. That was huge. Okay, so my first concert was the Backstreet Boys when I was like seven years old, maybe six. Um, and it was at the Saddle Dome, which is uh, the bigger venue in Calgary. And oh my God, I like that was the best concert ever. I still remember it to this day. And uh, the Backstreet Boys were coming to Calgary. It was in 2018. Um, and I was with the Calgary Journal, which is MRU's publication, uh, which is the university I went to. And my friend Sam, who is also a photographer at the Calgary Journal, he uh, had applied for the Backstreet Boys through Live Nation. I also applied for the Backstreet Boys through Live Nation. I was like, please, let me get this. I got an email back, and they said that they had 
they just basically they chose Sam to do it. So I got on the phone so quick. I called Sam. I was like, Sam, please, you don't understand what this means to me. Like, I need to take pictures of the Backstreet Boys. I was like, I, I will die if I don't take pictures of the Backstreet Boys. So we ended up working it out with Live Nation, and I was able to do that, <laughs> which was great. But um, I took pictures, and my settings were wrong. So, like, they oh, did not shit. turn out. <laughs> I have two pictures. One of them is of Nick Carter, and, like, the <laughs> he looks so weird. Aaron Carter, I forget which one. So, like, I have two pictures that turned out from that whole night, and I was continuous shooting for, like, 15 minutes straight and if you know what that means you know like you'll have thousands of pictures to go through and two of them two turned out so that was like the most crazy thing that happened to me <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> so that'd be wicked painful it hurt it hurt but it, it taught me so much about what I needed to do before I went to a show and like as bad as that was I mean I was still like at the very front of the stage seeing the Backstreet Boys and like they performed a song from the 90s before I got kicked out because you only get three songs when you do concerts um okay. before they kick you out uh like they don't kick you out they escort you out but you're still not allowed to be there so yeah that was interesting but it showed me like you know you gotta have your settings right you have to know you know, the kind of situations you're walking into. And with a venue like the Saddle Dome, I mean, my settings very rarely change. Like, they vary a little bit, but they're typically all along the same lines. So a lesson definitely learned. Um, and someone asks here, how is your editing so fragging fast? And how do you streamline the shoot and editing? Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> she knows because I... Um, I took pictures of her like one week and then I messaged her one day. I was like, I'm editing your pictures. And then like an hour later, I sent her 150 edited pictures. So I, my editing process is really quick. I mean, I, I don't really edit too much besides color. Um, maybe like some saturation, I guess that counts as color. So color and exposure are kind of my main edits. Um, and especially with event photography, <laughs> dead ass how, um, event photography, I find it's easier because once you have the right setting for it, like in raw and camera raw and Photoshop, once you have that right setting, um, you just like apply it to all the other ones, which is what I do for events. I also sometimes do that with photo shoots. I mean, I find once I have like a good thing going, I just like, I'll sit there for four hours and edit and like just not stop until I'm done which is like the worst thing for my back and my eyes as well. But that's the only way I can get everything done so quickly. Um, I just, I dedicate time to do it and I just zip zoom zoom. Yeah. That's amazing. I hate editing. That's why I don't do digital. Really. I, I love it because I just learned how to do like, this is so stupid. I just learned how to do um, like color processing and raw uh, which is like, or like, I don't, I forget what it's called. Oh my God. Just learned it. Right. Um, but it, it's like a further way to edit color. So I can change the prime hues of red, of green, of blue. And I learned that like literally a week ago and it's changed my whole editing process. I've found it takes a little bit longer now, but it's worth it. Cause I get to experiment with all that color even yes. Split toning. Thank you, Sebastian. He hears me talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I learned how to do split toning and in tandem with the lights I use, it's like 
the colors I'm able to get are insane. And I was never able to do that before. So that's fun. But it's added some time to my editing process for sure. I mean, it's good to learn new things. Yeah, like, oh my god. Well, for the longest time, I didn't even further explore camera raw and Photoshop because I just I didn't think it was worth my time. Honestly, like I don't even do levels. I just am in the first option with camera raw. And that's all I do. So I just started doing split toning and other stuff. So you do all your editing in Photoshop, you don't use, use Lightroom? No, I don't use Lightroom. I don't like Lightroom. But yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. People I'm, are usually surprised when I say that, but I'm, I'm a little surprised on this. I hate Lightroom so much, but you know. I, um, I think the reason I use Photoshop is because when I went to school and Paul Coates, my man, Paul Coates, he's like late eighties. He's my angel. Um, I love Paul Coates, but he also taught me how to use Photoshop. Um, and something with me, I'm very bad at tech. I'm not good at learning things right away and something with photoshop is that like paul would sit with me and um like he would just he would make sure that i understood what i was doing and so i think that's just stuck with me so yeah also johnny i'm wondering if you have i'll read this okay. i was wondering if you guys have any metering tips for taking portraits of people with darker skin tones so i you honestly i'm the worst for like consistent stuff when it comes to taking pictures of like anyone darker skin tone lighter skin tone uh i i adjust my settings depending on the person and i also adjust my lights depending on the person um i did a shoot with my friend abby who is a person of color and his skin is a little bit darker so i just found colors that worked with his skin tone and helped bring it out rather than flatten it um I don't really work with any natural lighting, so I can't speak to that um, because, yeah, all my lighting is colored and I make sure that it helps bring out the undertones of the person's skin. Uh, like, for example, my skin, the undertone is pink, so I'm not going to use, like, super cool tones all around. I would actually, like, try and bring in warmer tones to help bring that out. Just an example. I'm parched. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any tips because, like I mentioned earlier, I'm lazy as fuck, and I just let my camera do all the work. So um, I usually shoot an aperture priority, and I just fuck around and find the right aperture to what looks like it's not going to look like shit, and then hope for the best. And so far, mm. it's been pretty okay. And I mean, like, every everyone is different. Everyone's skin tone is different. And it's just, it's finding those right settings. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get it right. But getting it right is so important to the client, no matter what their skin tone is. And that's something, like, I always make sure, like, I show my clients their pictures. I make sure that they're comfortable with what, like, colors I'm putting on them and how they feel and how they look. Like, I just saw Eugene said, like, who didn't make her skin look jaundiced like that that's so vital why why would you edit a picture of someone knowing it doesn't look good and then send it to them i don't like i i'm very particular i just when i work with people i think and when i see the pictures i think would i like it if i got sent this photo of me if i was this person would i feel good in this picture I constantly think about that when I'm taking pictures when I'm editing and even when I'm about to send them like 
I'm very particular in making people feel good and using colors that work with everyone. Like, I'll try out 50 color combinations. I don't care. We'll get it right. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a fantastic question. Yeah, no, that was a really good question. Thank you. I get asked that a lot. And I find it's like, a lot of people don't always think of that. And it's something that's really important to think about because you're not always working with white people. I mean, like, this is boring. Yeah, not always. And it's kind of like interesting factoid film used to be racist it did <laughs> it, uh, it did yeah, it did um and yeah because color film back in the day <clears throat> used to be horrendous for taking pictures of people of color sorry and it wouldn't kodak and the other places didn't fix it until a hardwood flooring company complained because they couldn't get the tones of their different woods correct so only then yeah. did the color problem get sorted out it didn't have anything to do with people it was about wood so thanks wood yeah which is like fucked up but at the same time thanks i guess like i don't know the, the photography industry has so many like issues when it comes to racism and like i remember when yeah. i first learned about film not being accommodating of people of color and it was kind of like a what the fuck moment and i was like mm, that's not nice but, I mean, like, thankfully it's been accommodated, but, like, I, at the same time, I'm just like, okay, that's fucked up. Not great. No, yeah. no, it, it is problematic sometimes. And, you know, you should be, <clears throat> yeah, just thank you. Yeah, you should be more patient. Just, you know, play around and experiment and um, just see what works right for you. And, oh, yeah, and chocolate ads. That's a oh, good yeah. Point. And, you know, Kat, I agree. It is mm -hmm. so fun. It's very sketchy. It's very, like, not nice to know, but it's it's a part of photography history, so it's important to acknowledge. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, um, I don't think it was until, like, the 70s they started addressing it, because even back in the days of the labs, like, all of the sample uh, documents they had for, like, what the color tone should look like was all people, and mm -hmm. then it wasn't until, like, I think the 70s or something where they switched it up and started putting in, like, you know different um races of people into the you know color card so that it could be like yeah, this is what it looks like and yeah no and like thankfully someone did say something like hey we need different tones in here i mean like it sucks that it was related to wood and chocolate but like things have changed thankfully a little bit a little yeah a little bit. not that much but a, a little bit yeah, yeah. That, but that was a great question. Thank you. That was me. a really good question. Thank you. I like your cowboy hat also. Yes, I love like the little cowboy hat emojis. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Is there any like other questions anyone has or anything? I shoot on film too. So if you have film questions, I can answer them. And if I can't answer, Merlin can answer. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my friend Brandon Lee took pictures of me. Um, oh my God. I was so nervous about those pictures because honestly, I was not feeling myself. I didn't feel great that day. I felt really bloated. Um, excuse me. But uh, <laughs> excuse me. This is sparkling water. So hiccups. Um, but Brandon is such an amazing photographer. If any of you have a chance, please check out Brandon Lee's work. Lee is spelled L-E-I-G-H. Yes. And Brandon is spelled how uh, Eugene spelled it. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, 
I looked like a diva, but I did not feel like a diva. My contour that day was so bad. I don't know what I did that day. I don't. I see some of those pictures and I'm like, why did I contour like that? And who let me go in front of the camera like that? But anyways, I find I'm a lot harsher on myself when I'm in front of the camera because I know kind of what goes into it. And also, like, models go through so much when they have to be in front of a camera, especially when they're doing their makeup. Um, I didn't do my hair that time. And also, like, styling. It's There's so much to think about. Um, but my experience with Brandon, it was amazing. I love Brandon so much. They are such an amazing person and so beyond talented. I, like, I can't even... I can't even put into words how amazing Brandon is. Uh, she moved to Vancouver, so I'm very sad right now because um, oh. we were just like forming such an amazing friendship. Yes, thank you, Eugene. Everyone check out, check out Brandon. Amazing work. Um, but yeah, they moved to Vancouver. Super sad, as JC said. I miss her. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's amazing. Like, phenomenal person. I've learned so much from her. And um, yeah, when I first started doing concert photography, Brandon was my favorite concert photographer because she took live shows and I don't, I don't need, I still don't even know what she does with it. It's phenomenal the way that she manipulates color and grain and contrast, like mind blowing, mind blowing. Love Brandon. That's awesome. Yeah. Modeling's scary though. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> Yeah, and just uh, for people that don't have the chat up here, it's B-R-A-N-D-Y-N-N-L-E-I-G-H if you want to give them a follow. Check it out. Brandon is, yeah, like art photography, portraits, concert photography, like Brandon does it all. Um, and with such a unique perspective. Um, and yeah, there, there's so much that I could say about Brandon that's like amazing. Also, yes, creative director, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, any tips as photographers for normal people getting comfortable in front of the camera? <laughs> oh, my God. This is, <laughs> so this is a question. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, I definitely have an answer for this. Is, it, is this because I see you all the time, Julianne, when we hang out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you actually you got to meet Julianne last time. I did. Yes. Parking. That was a lot of fun. It was so fun. Um, so... I mean, I don't know, because, like, I get uncomfortable myself as much as I take pictures of people. Um, I get uncomfortable having my picture taken, so I don't really know mm. what the tip is. Um, you know, I guess it all depends on, like, what photographer is taking pictures of you. If it's, like, some rando on the street, um, you know, I would, <laughs> that makes me a lot more uncomfortable than a friend taking my picture. If it's a yeah. friend, um, I just think about it the way that I approach it, which is, like, a lot of the time I just, you know, think I would like to capture a memory. So that's what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think about it that way, um, but it still makes me uncomfortable. And like, I know some of my friends get uncomfortable with it too. <laughs> As you look back at Kat. <laughs> <laughs> poor Kat, poor Kat. Also, yes. Eugene is a model and they say YouTube modeling tips. Very helpful. I just wanted to say that before it, like... Oh, yeah, modeling tips. And then I've seen in movies where they take shots with a slanted angle. I was wondering what you think about this for a series of portraits. I do just quickly want to answer Julianne's question because I've been working with a lot of people that oh. have not been comfortable in front of a camera, and it's been quite a learning curve for both me and the person in front of the camera. Um, 
this sounds so weird. I say this every single time I say it to someone, but if you just move around, like literally shake your body and like, I find by the five, 10 minute mark of like my 45 minute shoots, people get comfortable and like turning on music. That's also, if you're in a studio environment, if you can turn on music or if you're not just do it because it, it will help you feel more comfortable and like move around a little bit. Um, just like literally take it, take a deep breath and be like, okay, I'm getting my picture taken. What's the worst that could happen? There are many things, but they won't happen. It's, it's tough though. I mean, like just moving around and like physically, like moving your shoulders back, relaxing a little bit. Like it's tough. Cause being tense yeah. is like a very big thing. You, you physically have to loosen up your body, but yeah, that's my answer to that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm actually doing shoots with people. Um, I just try to keep it very like casual and like we, we just kind of like bullshit and talk about like random things yeah. and it's not really focused on the shoot or anything like that. It's almost just like you're, you're hanging out with someone a bit. Um, and that makes it more comfortable for me myself as the photographer, but also it makes them a lot more comfortable because like, it's not as focused on like, Oh my God, like what am I supposed to do? It's just like things sort of happen more organically that way. Um, mm -hmm. but like just trying to be as comfortable as you can is a really big thing. Oh yeah. Like I, I find the same thing. Like whenever I have people in the studio, it, it's never like, I'm not talking to you the whole time. Like I will talk to you the whole entire time, like yeah. anything to make someone feel comfortable. Cause I, it's a nerve wracking thing to be in front of a camera. Like, and as a photographer, I very much understand that. And also as a model, I very much understand that. So it's like just finding that right medium. And sometimes there isn't that right medium, but like, just go with it. Roll your shoulders back, take a deep breath. <laughs> exactly. But also Johnny's question like slanted angle. I'm trying to understand what you mean, but like my mind's not computing fully. I think I know what you mean, but I'm not sure. Like, is that from like down, like a sort of twist, like not on? Yeah, like kind of looking up. Like, ugh. I mean, yeah, I love, I love slanted. Vulnerable without knowing po that that's good too. I mean, is is like yeah. natural as you can get it. The is is going to make the shoot a lot better. That's a good point. Also, frame your face, like, just literally, don't do it like this. Liter like, just let your hands flow around your face. I love to tell people to frame their face. <laughs> this is my favorite thing to do. But, I mean, okay, yeah? My photography is not straight on, so... Yeah. I really do that. I mean, honestly, actually, like, a lot of my photography, I try and make it centered, um, because I'm very, like up my own ass about what my Instagram looks like. I, it's a yeah, whole you, thing. Your, your whole process kind of blew me. When you were telling me about that in the car, when I was driving you back to your grandma's place, I was like, damn, that's, I, yeah. that's a process. That's a I, the reason I don't post sometimes for a whole month is because I'm just meticulously thinking about the colors, what everything will look like together. And I'm like doing it all on my test account. There's so much to think about in my mind, but slanted shots. I, I, today, um, I really like them, honestly, <laughs> but the other part of my mind is like your Instagram layout. It won't look nice, but it'll look good on the website. So, I mean, whatever. I, I like doing different angles. I'm trying to switch it up because I don't want to do the same thing constantly. Um, but yeah, it's, it can be tough with, 
like without the right lens I've found. Like I've had some issues with like getting things in the background that I then have to edit out. Uh, but it's something I'd like yeah. to dive into more. I love movies. I love cinema. Um, now that I know what you're talking about, I'm familiar with it. Uh, and yeah, like it, it's something that I really do want to emulate in my pictures quite a bit. So yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Mm -hmm. it's, it's fun to switch it up every now and then. Yeah, I like this one. Screw IG aesthetics, literally. I, I yeah. kind of agree with that. Like, the only aesthetic that I do with mine is I post in threes and I alternate color in black and white every yeah. day. But I fucked up the other day and I posted <sighs> two series of color. So then I was like, now I have to do two black and white to just even it out. <laughs> How could you? I find, um like... For when it comes to Instagram aesthetic and stuff, my the Equidim account, that's my one where I really put a lot of thought into it because I treat it as a portfolio. So someone's mm. scrolling through it. They're not looking through every single picture that I have on there. So it's tough. I try and make it look cohesive, but also pick the best picture to be the first one. Um, but on my side account, Aminetti, I post everything and anything I want to. So if you ever want to see like my work that I don't post i mean my work very loosely losing using that term because it's like zoomed in pictures of pixels i don't know it's weird but uh ratchet ratchet i haven't watched that yet <laughs> i haven't seen that i don't it's, understand i've the seen the colors picture. the instagram yeah. look, it's tough i yeah some it, some people get sucked into it a lot more than others like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the thing, just use Instagram however way you feel comfortable, use it, and just have fun with it. It should just be fun. If you're not having yeah. fun, then maybe try switching it up. Nats, yeah. Like, weird is awesome. Weird is awesome. My other account is, like, strange. We'll say strange. I wish it was weird. It used to be weird. Now it's just strange. It's the lighter side of weird. But I, um, maybe yeah, the Instagram maybe maybe it is um it's like my like a little drag account too like if i ever do drag i'll post stuff on there i just it's there but um <laughs> it's there the whole instagram so, look thing is tough though I, yeah i i have a Flickr account but i haven't used it since like 2005 yeah i was gonna say i have a Flickr account but I, i've literally i think i used it once but so yeah here, here's one so, Jay, it's not Jay-Z has a question. Does the brand of camera make a big difference? I have a Fujifilm DSLR and I feel it will never be what Canon or Nikon picks could be. Now, honestly, brand doesn't really matter per se. Um, like Fujifilm cameras are just as good for the most part as Canon or Nikon. Where the difference comes in is glass. Like the different mm -hmm. glasses um, can make a big difference. And brand loyalty just kind of happens is like what you get sucked into. Like I know Michaela is a big Canon fan. Um, I am for the most part an Nikon fan because that's um, what I got into in the beginning. Like I've been shooting Nikon since like, you know, 2000s. Um, it's not that the brand doesn't really matter. It's really just, you know, forming your eye. And then if you're shooting mm -hmm. digital, how you end up editing it and modifying it. Cause like, a lot of the time, the pictures that people are shooting on digital end up being heavily edited anyway. So yeah. it's not what's coming out of the camera. 
Now, the different brands do have different looks to them, like a Canon RAW versus a Nikon RAW versus a Fuji RAW. They're all going to have a different look to them because of the way the sensor works and the way the processor, you know, processes the the image and everything. Um, so that that really depends on on that. But I mean, where it ends up happening, like where the heavy lifting ends up happening, is all in the editing. So if you're mm -hmm. shooting digital, um, you know, get comfortable with like Photoshop or Lightroom to sort of edit your photos the way that you'd like to see them. But the brand of camera really doesn't matter. It's like those people that are like, well, I bought a Hasselblad, so everything's going to look better. It's like, no, it's, you know, you could take pictures with a point and shoot that could look better than pictures that someone took with a Hasselblad. It doesn't really matter with the brand. So it I might mean, look just have Hasselblad. Fun and enjoy <laughs> yeah, it might look Hasselblad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's or, incoherent or, screaming um so like i'll i'll say it i shot a nike or i, I shot a leica m9 out. with like a beautiful like the, the whole camera kit that leica loaned me for this day to shoot with was about 20 grand and i fucking hated it it looked so shitty like out of the camera i had to edit the shit to get it to look the way that i wanted it to and when i told the guy at leica about it he's like oh that's just the way it is and i'm like why would someone spend twenty thousand dollars to get shit pictures that you have to edit like i can set my fucking nikon d610 to auto and have pictures that i can just like wi-fi onto my phone and post on instagram right away but this twenty thousand dollar fucking camera i have to like go into photoshop and make it look good before i can do anything with it and that's just the way it is fuck off like it the brand doesn't really matter just you know have fun Hate with it. it for yourself your Fuji yeah. film is fantastic. Don't don't hate on your camera. Also, you message me. Come to the studio. We can do stuff. Have a yeah. good time. <laughs> I can help you with your Fuji film, even though I've never used one of those. <laughs> well, and the Fuji film cameras, like some of them are really nice. Like I've played with an X Pro three um, in the old world. Um, that kind of blew my mind. If I had like you know three grand to drop on a camera. I would totally buy an X Pro three. Like it was a really cool camera. The uh, photo sim, like the film simulations that Fuji has in their digital cameras are really mm -hmm. cool because they you can simulate like Acros and Superior and all that kind of stuff, and you can make your digital photos look like film. So it's okay. like you know, if you really want to be a hipster and you have a bunch of money, go buy a fancy Fuji Film X Pro three, and you can have that film look. I mean, why not? Money. Yeah, why not? Well, I mean. It could be good in that sense because, like, you know, you spend so much goddamn money on film processing um, that it's, it's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. We're coming up on the last two minutes here. You did ah. have a question on perks of having a studio, right. and then we'll do a wrap-up. Hey, Sam, what's up? Um, perks of having a studio. Uh, I no longer have to shoot in people's houses where the lighting situations are questionable sometimes uh i also i have a full setup i can leave my gear here i don't have to cart my gear around um and i also i just have a space that i can just use um strictly for photos so that that that's the main pull of it um it's close to citizen brewing which has great poutine so like <laughs> why not um and yeah it's just it's a space that's close to downtown so a lot of people can meet me easily and yeah, it's not my house. I'm not doing pictures in my house, which is not something I have ever enjoyed doing. And it makes it a lot easier to book appointments. So lots of benefits, but those are the main ones.
it, it's nice having a studio space you can use too like it's yeah I, i've been using one in hamilton and it's been fantastic to have like a space where you can go do stuff that's got more room for activities than you know someone's house or your house it's truly changed me. <laughs> but we got 30 seconds left. I want to thank you so much for spending some time with me and for everyone joining in. It's been a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much, Michaela and yeah. everyone. Next week, I've got Leslie joining me from Toronto. She is a medium format film photographer Ooh. that looks like Miss Frizzle that's <gasps> at, at um, Downtown Camera. And she's a good pal and she rides ponies and shoots film. So... Um, I love that. Looking forward to it. And thank you guys so much. I love y'all. Thank you, Ness. I'm glad you.